This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. Wednesday night, you know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host Paul Zartman. Wow, Paul, we got a lot to cover tonight. Been uh, an interesting three days of wrestling so far. Three days of eventful day just around all the wrestling today. A yeah. lot of a lot of news breaking today on the I think that's gonna be the uh busted open is gonna be the place to break news for AEW on Wednesdays. During yep. uh, Tony time, as they call yep. it. I think, I think that's where he's going to do that from now on. But um, let's jump right into it. We're not going to talk about being the elite this week. Honestly, we neither of us found it too entertaining or uh, not enough to recap this week, at least. So with all the news today, we thought we'd cover the news and then get right into recapping tonight's AEW Dynamite, which was a good episode, a taped episode from Daly's Place, but it was it was a fun one. So, uh, Paul, why don't you jump right into some of the news that was broke today? Uh, yeah. Uh, Friday, August 13th, AEW Rampage debuts at 10 p.m. So they're, uh, they're doing a late show. Instead of kicking off at 8 o'clock, they'll kick off at 10 o'clock. Um, makes me think back to, you know, they're really – avoiding being that any type of war with WWE because, you know, they've got SmackDown on Friday nights that runs till 10. And so now it's like AEW is going, look, we, we don't want to do this. We don't want to be the Friday night wars. We want to be our own thing. So let's let everybody watch SmackDown and then they can come watch us. Yeah, it's perfect. That's going to be a one hour duration show, not two hours. So it's going to yes. go by quick. So then if you live on the Eastern time, like we do, um, you can watch all you want and be done by 11. And heck, you can watch ROH if you want and uh, be done at midnight, I guess. You can even watch more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, Dynamite I, or Rampage yeah. and ROH. Yep. I figured this was coming soon because they kept hinting it and hinting it and hinting it. Um, and then the other news today, I think, is probably why it prolonged the announcement of Rampage. Yep. Interesting name. They went with Rampage. Um, doesn't really tie into the name Dynamite or anything or, or Dark or Elevation, but I did see a few people joke about Rampage, the movie that Dwayne Johnson nope. was in. Warner Brothers own the, owns the right to that movie. so We'll see what happens there. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying the Rock's <laughs> going to show up on on Dynamite, no. but uh, or anything no. like that, or in AEW. But yeah, it's good. Uh, I mean, think about AEW. You're going to have content now four out of the five weekdays. Yeah, um, and wrestling wise, yeah, four out of the five, and then uh, Unrestricted's on on Thursdays. Their podcast. Yep. So, I mean, technically, you've got AEW for five days a week. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's a lot of wrestling for a young company. Oh, absolutely. And a company that's not even two years old as far as TV time goes. Um, but, uh, the other big part of the news, which was kind of surprising to me, kind of not, um, was that starting in 2022 dynamite, they're staying on Wednesdays, eight to 10, but they're moving from TNT to TBS. So sticking in the Turner family, but going to TBS, which actually is in more households than TNT. Yeah. Uh, TBS is one of those standard channels that I think comes in even the cheapest of cheap packages with any cable subscription that you get. So it'll be easier to access. They might get bigger numbers. Um, I'm just concerned about the title. Well, the title's definitely got to change names or oh, maybe yeah. just change. I mean, there's no way I'd be shocked if they kept the TNT title while it's on why you're on TBS more times than not. Um, I mean, they could call it the TBS title or they just go old school and call it the television title. See, that's what I'm hoping is they go with this being a TV title yep. uh, defended on both Dynamite yep. and Rampage yep. uh, and then pay-per-view, not on pay-per-views. Yeah. So. Um. So I, I thought this might be coming when they announced the when when Warner announced the rights of the NHL a few weeks ago. But even though Tony Khan came on Busted Open and said, you know, we're going to stick where we are, it would have to make tons of sense for us to move. Well, it sounds like they're going to get paid a pretty penny anywhere. It's a, it's a broad range, but anywhere from ten million to just short of a hundred million dollars. This could be they're getting, yeah, on top of uh, moving nights. So that that's some money they could do a lot with they could acquire new talent they can do a lot of things with and like i said they're they're the aw fans are loyal they're diehard they're they'll find them it's in the turner family you yeah. just switch it's it's not like it'd be different if it wasn't only switching channels but also switching times right now or switching I mean, if, nights then that would yeah if throw everything off tuesday night at nine o'clock then you know uh, uh, yeah yeah, you have to get a whole new routine. But because um, at first I was like, eh, I don't know, just something about wrestling being on TNT, you know, with Nitro back in the day, it just has it feels right. But TBS, as Tony Schiavone and, and Cody Rhodes said today, it's the mothership. I yeah. mean, the WWF was on T- TBS before WCW even was. Then WCW was on TBS. Uh, of course, what everybody remembers is the, the latest wrestling program that was on TBS was Thunder, which right. was a flop. But. Um, I think this was going to be fine. I think this is going to work out good for everybody. Um, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it, it gives them more room to grow. It does gives them more room to promote. I mean, they get an extra hour, which, uh, Tony Khan also revealed that they pitched to him making dynamite into a three hour show instead of an additional hour on a different night. And he turned that down. So I don't want to do that. I want to go with a, a separate hour on a separate night. So, yeah, so I'm glad he he listened to the fans there or at least took what the fans kind of wanted, I think, or a majority of us, because Monday night, three hours, uh, just ask any wrestling fan right now. It's brutal. 
zombie, zombie. <laughs> I'm glad you went there. Oh, man, I am so glad you went there because that's why I was scratching my head. I'm like, don't say zombies, don't say zombies, don't say zombies. And you did for me. So. I, I, I was going to put it in there sometime tonight. I didn't know where, but I was like, oh, get out of the way. But uh, <laughs> but no, no zombies tonight on TNT. Uh, no. Uh, there was a uh, Godzilla vs. Kong reference. Um, mm-hmm. A few other things, but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm pumped about this. I, I think it's big news. Um, you know, the contract's still through 2024, and then who knows after that? I mean, the way uh, TV's going, it could be HBO Max after that. I, I it's hard telling. I don't know what cable's going to look like here in a couple of years. Um, yeah, but we get to enjoy Dynamite on TNT the rest of this year, and one more part of the deal. Dynamite, or I shouldn't say Dynamite, AEW's not going away from TNT completely. They're going to still have every quarter, they're going to have a super card show on TNT. So it's going to be equivalent to a pay-per-view, but on TNT, I presume, I don't know if it'd be week or weekend. So it's kind of like Clash of Champions used to be. Right. Saturday night main event, but it's going to be their own version. So. Right, Even so more your programming games, um, your yep. fighter fest, those type of things, yep. those special branded AEWs will still be on TNT. Yep, yep, uh, one per quarter. So right, right, which is about what the they deal. run now anyway. So correct. So um, all in all, I think it's good. Um, because you you texted to me because I was in a few meetings today and <laughs> said big news, and right away I I figured it was the new show got announced. Yep. But I, I I was wasn't expecting the the TBS move at least yet. I thought maybe later this year something right. would be announced. But right. it, it does make sense from a, uh, a standpoint too of sports. I mean TNT's got the NBA now they're going to get the NHL. Well, like this upcoming next week's Dynamite, it's moving to Fridays because right. the NBA playoffs. They would have ran into the same thing with the, with the NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now with uh, TBS, you might have to worry about the baseball playoffs a little bit, but not much if at all that's yeah. it so yeah, they're, they're not gonna have to move nights too much so which will be beneficial right because that they could end up saying okay wednesday night there's not going to be a world series game or there's not going to be a postseason baseball game uh we'll keep that night open for you guys i mean they're pretty good up there at warner yes yeah it's uh it'll be interesting too because uh they're making a deal with discovery also yes uh, as a company, so I know I'm going to have to subscribe to Discovery Plus. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I've it's got HBO Max because I I love watching movies when they come out in theaters at home. It's easier when you've got uh, the the size of family that I do. But yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see what these guys do. But I had a laugh. You know, some of the Twitter backlash was acting yeah. like they were acting like AEW was going to like I don't know. Paul, name a random channel. True TV. Yeah, they're acting like they're good, which isn't that's in the Turner family, though. Well, yeah, but, uh, but, but I, I mean, I was thinking even worse, like something that's hard to find. What was that channel Impact was on for a little bit? Uh, access? No, it was even worse than that. Before that? Uh, yeah, they were there for like a year, and it was oh, like God. a thousand people got the channel. <laughs> um, um, anyways, yeah. that's that's what yeah. a lot of the backlash, and I'm like, this isn't bad at all. This is still going to a very popular network. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, I right now, as we sit here and talk, a TBS show is on TNT. They're doing a special presentation of Wipeout on TNT right now, which normally airs on TBS. So, 
that shows you. Yeah, and wipe out uh, John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I know that's not. Gonna, <laughs> I know that's now not confirmed. Happen, Cena is all elite. No, God. Yeah. He's the yeah. under. He's the current Undertaker. I mean, he may not be in the ring, but he is never leaving WWE. No. No, I mean, never say never in well, the world of wrestling, but well, it would be very, very shocking. Yeah, as I was uh, walking back here to get set up, uh, the co-host for Wipeout was giving John a hard time about taking uh, shirtless selfies in the gym. So he's back in the gym, hard time. So yeah, he might. Uh, SummerSlam's around the corner. Yeah, he so. said he wants to get back in the ring in WWE. So yeah. Yep. So, any other thoughts about the news of uh, well, one one more thing about Rampage I should note, it is on this year TNT on Friday nights. Then it will be moving with Dynamite to TBS. Okay. See, I didn't realize that. Yes. One. So it will be on TNT yeah. starting uh, August thirteenth, and then yeah. it will be moving. Which, what kind of tipped me off that this was coming soon was when they announced the re- the. Uh, new scheduled date for St. Louis. Mm. It just said it was a Friday night, but it just said, uh, it didn't say dynamite. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hmm. Yeah. And then, and then boom, here we are. Yep. So, yep. And speaking of that St. Louis date, um, yes. Fightful select today, Sean Ross Sapp on fightful select had a report that they have confirmed, um, some location and date plans for AW full gear. The current uh, plan is for AEW to run Rampage live the Friday night before the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view, which will air on a Saturday. They've also confirmed both shows will take place in St. Louis. So those dates will be November 5th and 6th. Okay. That is good to hear. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the fact just the fact that it's St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's outside of Daly's Place. That is what gets me so excited right now. Well, it's another uh, Midwest date uh, location. Yeah. So I got to think we'll, we'll find out where all out is next weekend. They'll do a promo for it. I'm sure Darren double or nothing. Got to think it's going to be in Chicago again. Oh, absolutely. But if so, I could see a lot of other fans outside the Midwest being like, Hey, come on now. Like when are you going to come to our region? Cause I would be, if I wasn't in the Midwest, I'd be a little honked mm-hmm. off. They're like, cause they, they got all out one. They got the first revolution. This is Chicago. I should say yeah. Baltimore got full gear first one but it's like in vegas got first double nothing but it's like hey like spread the wealth you know a little bit so yeah well uh but yeah you know i think they were gonna do some more stuff up in new york but you know covid yep yep (laughs) i mean and and they haven't really been out west much at all as a company i mean they'll get to all those places but i but i get the frustration i get (laughs) i also think from watching the pattern and looking at these guys backgrounds, I think they're trying to stay away from some of the bigger indie markets so that they don't infringe on those guys getting jobs. Cause I mean, be. 90% of the rosters made up of former indie guys yeah. who sometimes still do indie shows. It could be. So speaking of indie wrestling, um, I had the pleasure of interviewing Keith Elliott Greenberg the other day for our, our podcast and he's he's an author of many different books many different wrestling books but we talked about too sweet inside the indie wrestling revolution go check that out you can listen to it where you're listening to this podcast you can find it on youtube on our facebook on our instagram twitter wherever 
you find our information, you can find that. So please go check it out. And uh, if, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a, a good rating and review. We really appreciate that. That helps us out. But fun interview. Fun interview. We talked about his book. We talked about uh, AEW. We even did talk about some WWE. He went to WrestleMania 37. So I wanted to hear his experience down there. Um, but very, very fun interview. And it was great to hear that he's working on a sequel for the book as we speak. Ooh. So. Breaking yeah, the great. news on Kicking Out Podcast. Yeah, so great, great, <laughs> uh, great book. If 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 you're looking for a, a good book to educate yourself about the indie wrestling scene, and in tons of guys you read in there are now part of AW. So, and then there's a few that aren't doing anything anymore. Correct, and he and he does talk about why he decided to keep them in the book, and he said he will hit on that more even in the sequel. So we did talk about that a little bit. So go check the interview out if you haven't already. Um, I'd appreciate it. And and, and, and it was a good time. And I'm going to have another interview coming out. Uh, Haven't decided when I'm going to drop this yet. It might be Friday. It might be next week, but it's coming soon. It's in the can. Uh, Sit down and had a longer interview chat with uh, Mr. Warren Hayes of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. It's a popular podcast and YouTube show. Uh, Warren's been around the wrestling media world for quite some time now uh was doing a lot of stuff for fightful a couple of years ago and he watches all sorts of wrestling the guy's a book of wrestling knowledge so we talked a little bit about everything and a lot of AEW, of course since that's what we talk about here so that was another fun chat i'll be dropping that one here like i said either coming up friday or, or sometime next week so be on the lookout and, uh back to keith and books there mm-hmm. was the announcement made this week i don't know if you saw it John Moxley's releasing his autobiography in November. November, yes, sir. I'm gonna get that. That's for sure. Yeah, I um, and and Keith and I asked him how what the challenge was writing this book that had such a broad topic compared to like an autobiography, um, because he wrote autobiographies on Flair, um, um, superstar Billy Graham, uh, Freddie Blassie, so. Yeah. So chances oh. are I've read one of his books and just didn't even realize it. Probably. He uh, <laughs> co-authored both uh, the WWE encyclopedias in 2016 and 2020. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. He, he wrote stuff for WWE for 22 years. So, mm. so yeah. Fun guy to talk to. So please, please go check that out and be on the lookout for the interview dropping with Mr. Warren Hayes in the next couple of days. So. All right, Paul, you ready to discuss tonight's Dynamite? Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss about today's news that broke? Um, nothing for today's news. Um, the or anything one thing else I, before I, yeah. The one thing I wanted to touch on from BTE, which gets brought up in Dynamite tonight, is CD. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Now I'm a I'm a nerd on multiple levels, <laughs> and I watch a show called Doctor Who, and the main character regenerates every so often. I won't get into all that, (laughs) but um, one of the fan favorite doctors was David Tennant. And at the end of his extent, he said, I don't want to go. And so hearing CD say that it was really like, you know, okay. I mean, I know CD is a bit of a nerd, but is he referencing, you know, this is it. I mean, is he saying he's done? And then the cryptic tweet, and then we'll talk more about it during Dynamite. So I'm interested to see what happens with CD. He was able to queue up some good fake tears there for that segment. Uh, 
And all I could look at was all the blood he left on the white wall from his head. I'm <laughs> yes. like, somebody's got to clean that up. Somebody's not going to be very happy. Um, Cutler. <laughs> yeah, Cutler. Cutler's kind of turning to heel now, at least on yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. Which okay. he should be if he's going to follow those guys around. He should right. be portrayed as a heel. He needs to bring it over to uh, BTE if he's going to do it, though, like the Bucks have done. Yeah. Absolutely. So opening match tonight, Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. These two have been in the same company in the past in WWE for a long time when Matt Seidel was Evan Board. Of course, Christian Cage was just Christian, but they had never faced each other in the ring until tonight. Uh, fun opening match. What do you think about this one, Paul? Um, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I enjoyed the outcome. I enjoyed the whole match from start to finish. It gave uh, Seidel a chance to look really strong, which we haven't seen too much of, which is, in my opinion, on Dynamite at least, uh, disappointing um, because he's very, very talented. And he gets thrown into a lot of squash matches on Dynamite. He, he does. I feel like when he's in a tag match with his brother, he definitely steals a show between yes. him and Mike, as he should probably. Um, but, yeah, good match. Um, a lot of back and forth. But, oh, after Christian dominated early, uh, Christian did get the win at the end hitting the kill switch, um, and then he – so or not celebrated, but uh, helped Seidel up after the match. And then uh, Taz, who was on commentary, yelled at Christian, and then we saw Team Taz come out and attack Christian and um, Seidel. So. Yep, and which led to so many more things that I want to talk about. <laughs> it was good to see Ricky Starks come out. It was. Um Seeing him on Sammy's vlog, he he was really holding on to that collarbone right up by his neck, though, I noticed. So yeah. I don't know if he's still suffering from it, the injury uh, or what's going on for sure. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, all reports are his broken neck out for three months. So he's going to be on the shelf for a little while, but he's not going to go away. He's still going to be in probably Sammy Guevara's vlog and, and on camera on Dynamite and in dark and things like that, just to keep him in the forefront of things. Yep. But, yeah, but, an oh, injury go ahead. right now was not good for Ricky. I mean, he was really no. getting that steam, and and this was just an unfortunate accident. Yeah, I think it threw a few things off, um, a few plans off. Yep. But, yep. Um, yeah, post-match, like I said, we saw um, Ricky Starks come out, and then we saw Hook jump. Um, over the barricade and tech, Seidel and Christian and then, um, Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs were in there. And then we saw Hangman Page walk out with a drink. He handed it to Ricky Starks. Then he was swinging away at Hobbs and Cage, but um, Cage ended up hitting um, Hangman with a big, big power bomb. And Team Talis stood over him and celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Where was Dark Order? I mean, they didn't come to, and I'm sure this will be the Dark Order segment Monday. Is you know, yeah. why didn't you guys come help me? Well, they're in Dark Order's got storylines with like three different groups. It's kind of driving me nuts. It's like <laughs> yeah. they're all over the place, and uh, we'll talk yeah. about them in a little bit. I oh, absolutely. I yeah, I got some feelings about them. So <laughs> after that, we got a really good promo from the Varsity Blondes with uh, Julia Hart, who is part of their group now. And she has no relation to the Hart family, Paul. I know we talked about that in the past. Yeah, uh, they made it sound like she was. Yeah. And, and 
finding out she's not even from Canada. I was like, no. oh, huh. whoops. You just think when you hear the the, the name Hart <laughs> in the wrestling world, you, you automatically think Canada. Especially um, if they're blonde. Yep, yeah, but she's a two-time all, a college All-American wrestler and a really good promo. I mean, it's easy to root for these guys, especially Brian Pillman Jr. Of course, the episode, Dark Side of the Ring episode, the debut episode for season three with his dad a few weeks ago, uh, and Brian Pillman Jr. was a large part of that episode, and I think it made everybody like him even more than they did. Yeah, bright future. Even before the episode about his mm-hmm. dad, I mean, he had a bright, bright future. Yep, but they pretty much recall uh, when the Bucks were good guys, stand-up guys, and they're the reason they're here tonight. Uh, Garrison Griff Garrison recalls running a merch table for them years ago, mm-hmm. and now he gets into AEW, but fast forward to today, they're not the same guys they used to be, and it's time they get a reality check. Pillman Jr. says they won't stop until they reach their destiny of becoming AW World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, definitely a promo that just makes you want to go. These guys are champs at the end of the show. Yeah, it got everybody's hopes up a little bit, I think. Yep. We then saw America's favorite tag team, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, talk about making a dent in the tag division after they've uh, put together a string of wins. Moxley asked Kingston if if they are in, in, invited to the super kick party. Kingston responds that neither of them throw super kicks. Moxie says they're just going to beat the brakes off the acclaimed. If you notice, they had to do a break on the promo. They did a quick transition. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't all one take. It's something they chuckled or something happened. So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, With those guys, who knows? Yeah. Or maybe they went off the rails and they just. That could know, be too. Had to too many bleep buttons. In. Yep. Yep. Um, the Acclaim then talked about Moxley and Kingston invading their space, space in the tag division. Anthony Bowens says if Moxley and Kingston want a tag team title shot, they have to get through the Acclaim, but they're going to get their asses dropped. Then we got the match. Um, John Moxley came out to Wild Thing, but the Major League version, which Tony Khan told everybody on Busted Open today that that was coming tonight. Um, but he didn't say if it was going to be a thing after tonight or not. Right. So um, we'll have to see. Mox but, definitely got into it. Oh, yeah, because he was expecting it tonight. Tony Khan also revealed yeah. that he did not tell Moxley that they were going to play that last week. And Moxley came back and was like, that was so cool. Like, he was pumped. Like, because um, how he's acting last week, he didn't look surprised on his face. So. No, that's the one thing about Mox. I mean, he can keep a straight face regardless of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the crowd loved it. They were seeing the back, so that's all I kept thinking was, please at least have it through double or nothing. Yes. I mean, once, well, I mean, they, you know, sampled the Tarzan boy for Jungle Boy. The fans sang along, and it became a permanent thing. Um, It might be permanent for Mox. Because, of course, Judas is always going to be the one sang the most by the crowd. I think this would be number two. Yeah. It's such a popular song. I mean, More easy people to... definitely know this mm-hmm. than uh, they know Tarzan. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. But I gotta, I gotta give my props or props are due to, to Max Caster tonight. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he was doing his normal rap, and, and and Tony also he he always talks about Wednesdays. What's gonna kind of to be expected tonight, which I like. Right. And uh, being a taped episode, he kind of gave away some hints. And he said tonight, Caster's rap was going to go pretty hard. And he wasn't, he wasn't lying. No. Um, 
he, he asked Eddie why he's dressed up like it's 04. You look like a box of Newports. That made me laugh. Then he said to John Moxley that his wife hit him up for some oral sessions. And then everybody's like, oh, my gosh, did he just go there? Bowen replies, what? She wants us to be on the podcast. I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was great. And the kid's got talent. Oh, he's good. I mean, he he's a highlight every week. Yeah. And, they, and they're both good in the ring. They got a bright future ahead of them. Oh, absolutely. Bright future. Absolutely. So a uh, good, good match here. A lot of back and forth. Um, I'm just digging Moxley and Kingston as a tag team like I think everybody is. Um, a lot of uh, shenanigans at the end of the match. We saw <laughs> Caster toss Bowens a chain. The referee sees it and stops it. So then Caster has a boom box. Moxley takes it and smacks Caster with it. Uh, then uh, Moxley tags himself in. Uh, it's a wheelbarrow into a paradigm shift on Bowens for the win. So, Yep. It was the outcome that needed to come of it, uh, but it still make the made the unacclaimed look good, made yep. him look strong. Um, you know, I got to give it to Mox and Kingston. They don't have too many squash matches. No, they always let their opponents get some offense to demonstrate what they can do. Now they had the ultimate squash match last week well. on Dark or Elevation. I don't remember which one. It was like two seconds. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Most of the time. Yes. On dynamite at least. Yes. yes. Uh, backstage. We then saw Marvez uh, talking to Chris Jericho. Who's with the Iceman Dean Malenko. Gave me some classic WCW vibes there. What, yeah. Tell him what you text me, Paul. The man of a thousand holds with the man with a thousand and four holds. Yep. What a great, what a great moment from WCW. Marvez wants to know if the inner circle is going to accept the Pinnacles challenge. Jericho tells Marvez to bounce before he makes Malenko mad. (laughs) Did not even say a word. No, he didn't. Yeah. And then, you know, he, Jericho made the comment, you know, before you make the man with a thousand holds mad, Marvez walks off and Dean kind of looks at him because you still know more than me. And Jericho's like, I forgot a few. <laughs> I mean, that was classic Jericho. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's, yes. it's just good stuff. Um, and Dean Malenko's such a good asset to this company. Absolutely. And if you haven't checked out his uh, interview on Unrestricted, uh, go check that out. It was a couple months ago, but you can go yeah. find it wherever you listen to this podcast at. Uh, we're, the, we're, the, we're then in the ring. Tony Schiavone is talking with Ethan, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. He's talking about the recent attacks on Sting. Scorpio says when he was a kid, he was a little Stinger. Sting was the best. Everything good about pro wrestling. He wanted to be just like Sting, but over time, that feeling changed. He says Sting is not the same man he used to be. He warns Sting to step aside or he'll put Sting down. Ethan Page tells Tony he can finish the interview and tells him to head out, so Tony heads out. Ethan Page talks about throwing Darby down the steps a couple weeks ago. Then Darby lost the TNT title the week after. Uh, Ethan goes on to say he knows how much that title meant to Allen. I mean, it meant the world to him. Says he's here to take everything away from Darby. He will put a nail in his coffin. The lights then go out. We see the snowfall. First time we've seen that in a couple weeks. Sting walks yeah. out. Darby comes in from behind with a skateboard, smacks both guys with it. Both teams brawl. Uh, Steen takes a skateboard and, and cracks Scorpio Sky in the midsection with it. Darby continues to swing away on Ethan Page. Steen gets Scorpio Sky in the door, the Scorpion Deathlock. Uh, he's tapping out. Uh, Darby makes sure Ethan Page can't get back in the ring. 
Uh, Paige and Sky look to leave, but the Dark Order cut them off from both tunnels, and then the two uh, run to the side and get away. Yes. <laughs> and this is the moment that I text you. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me, um, you know, Brody Lee, he passed away in December, said leaves the Dark Order with no leader. Could Sting fill that role? I'm like, mm, don't see it. But, but I, I can think of somebody. Who you got? Christopher Daniels. That's it. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. He's got a history there with the Dark Order. Fallen Angel. Yep. Bring that persona back. They recruited him. Yeah. Um, before Brody Lee made his appearance and attacked Christopher Daniels on his first Dynamite. Um, I don't know though. I, 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 I don't think Daniels is retired yet. No. Um, I don't think we've seen his last match. No. And I think if we get the fallen angel, it won't be in every week in the ring on one of the shows. Mm -hmm. He'll be more of the managerial role for a while, uh, get involved when he needs to. It'd make the most sense. The group needs something, Paul, the dark order. They're getting, they're getting stale for me. I hate to say that. Um, I mean, I still enjoy the guys. They're always going to be connected to Brody Lee. But they're just they're not they're, they're stale for me. Even on uh, being the elite, they're going a little getting a little stale on me. I think they've ran out of things to do. Yeah. It, it, well, it kind of they kind of hit the wall when Silver got injured. Yeah. And it had it hadn't been the same, even though he's back now. Right. Well, they had a storyline going, and then Silver getting injured, it threw a big yeah. wrench in everything, and they just. It, Struggling to recover from that. It's kind of like, I don't want to call him a comedy act, but I can't take him as a serious threat when they're not winning matches. Right. And they're not even wrestling that much on Dynamite. No, they are on Dark and Elevation every mm -hmm. single week, and that's it here lately. Yeah. And it's been 10 and somebody else, mm -hmm. whether it be Reynolds or Five or even Uno, which mm -hmm. confuses me because him and Stu are great tag team partners. Why was yep. he teaming with 10? But I don't know. They they need to do something. Um, I hope soon we start getting those cryptic join Dark Order messages again. Um, maybe so you're on a heel hands. turn. You're on a heel eh, turn. Maybe not a full heel turn. Uh, maybe not so dark and cryptic, but just something that, you know, we're tired of losing again. We need to get back in yeah. this we need to be the dark order that we were yeah um you know reference that brody passed maybe that put the kink in it you know go off of that say you know we really haven't been the same since it's time we get things back together start the recruitment process all over again because i mean that's even stopped on bte yeah i mean we still got hangman involved with them on bte but like we were kind of mentioning earlier, you know, they're in the storyline kind of with Team Taz and now Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. It just feels yeah. like they're in it with like every group. It's like this is way too many storylines for one group to get into. And tens in the Front Olympics on uh, Sammy's yeah. vlog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Which Sammy's vlog is interesting. The, <laughs> the characters on there. Um, yes. I mean, 
Um, and let's hit on this real quick before we recap the rest of Dynamite. There's been a lot of reports with some heat with the EVPs in AEW, uh, particularly between the Bucks and Kenny and Cody Rhodes. Got to think there's some truth to that because we haven't seen Cody on BT for months. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had any storylines even close to the elite. Nope. And he's been on Sammy's vlog a bunch, so he still, you know, wants to have that fun, that right. vlog fun. So got to think there's there's some stuff there. Because Cody's storylines are like way away, like not even in the same stratosphere as the elite stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, QT. Yeah. Factory versus the Nightmare Family. Forgot what they were called for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not even like if the Bucks are on opening the match, Cody doesn't come on until after nine o'clock. Right. So, I mean, it's like they don't even want to be in the same hour together if they don't have to. Right. And Dave Meltzer, I believe, reported he, he kind of made it sound like they're not not talking, but they're only talking when they absolutely have to. Right. Which is not good, which is not good, but I mean, it sounds like the honeymoon period's kind of over. I mean, when you mix friends and business, it doesn't always mix well. This was a big fear for a lot of people. Yep. You know, from day one, one of the big criticisms has been it's four guys who love wrestling. They're going to butt heads eventually. But I do like ever since January 2020, there's one guy calling the final shots. Tony Khan. Tony Khan, as it should be. Before that, it was all the VP, EVPs kind of had their say. Yep. So now it's Tony, which I have seen reports. I think this was Nick Hausman on the Wrestling Inc. Daily reported this, that he has heard that Tony does listen quite a bit to Cody Rose and now QT Marshall, okay. a bunch. So that might make the Bucks and, and Kenny a little frustrated. I'm not sure. This is all speculation because I don't know. I'm not right. behind closed doors, but they're Wade Keller of the – uh, wrestling torch makes it sound like someday somebody's going to write a book about this. Yeah. Uh, oh, AEW is going to have a book for sure. And yeah, there'll be a yeah. chapter in it. Yeah. Um, and that's really where I'll leave it at is it'll be a chapter. It won't yep. be the end of it. It'll be towards the beginning. And, um, and Mr. Warren Hayes and I talk about that rumor and, and he, he's got a, he's got, an interesting opinion on it as well. So you can go check that out when the interview drops. So, all right, back to dynamite. Uh, one of my favorite things of the show, we see uh, the pinnacle enjoying a meal at a really nice restaurant. <laughs> MGF's at the top of the table. He's mocking Chris Jericho for being so funny with all his jokes and soaking them with the bubbly. But before that, we see Warlow finishing off a bottle of wine, slamming it down and said another. And then Sean Spears asked for an, another glass. He's all, He's all tense and getting aggravated. Yeah. Um, and so MJF's talking about, he says he hopes Jericho laughs himself silly about how great he is because for the first time in his career, he's dealing with a guy who, who will get the last laugh. Dex Hardwood says they should be chasing the titles, not having to deal with inner circle. He goes to get some more wine. Server brings it to him. Spears holds the glass up and waits. <laughs> MJF then gets his filled up. Spears tells the server to come over, and he slams his head on the table for having to wait so long. He uh, goes to hit him with the wine bottle, but Tully backs him down, and Tully tosses the server like a stack of hundreds. I presume they're hundreds, so that should take care of it. I thought that was awesome. MGF finishes with the signature. When you're in the pinnacle, you're you're always on top. Yeah, 
it it was a great segment. Um, the right guys talked. The right guys did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag FDR. I'm still going with that. I mean, uh, I, I, that'll go back to the old BTE days. But hey, <laughs> I just like how yeah, it showed the personalities of every person. Yep. Um, got every person over in a matter of, a little matter of sense. And um, I liked when Dax and Cash kind of gave their wine to Spears and like telling them to settle down. I just, I just, I, I thought it was great. See, the one thing they could have done is uh, say, you know, we're doing this because Cash just turned a year older earlier yeah. this week. Yeah. So they could have incorporated yeah. that somehow, but. Again, they it was the horseman do. lifestyle. Yeah, you so, don't age when you're the you know. And you know, uh, Brandon Walker of the Marstow Podcast Wrestling, a uh, really good podcast. Check it out if you haven't already. Absolutely, I thought he had a really good point this week where he said he likes the Pinnacle, likes everything they're doing, but he wants to see gold around the Pinnacle because he said when he looked at the Horsemen, they had gold on them. I'm like, yeah. he brings up a really good point. Yeah, but they can't right now while they're fe- feuding for the inner circle, kind of like Dax said, because right. I think a team like FTR needs the titles more than the Bucks. Yep, yep. And then uh, we were talking about this, um, you know, tag titles to FTR, mm-hmm. um, the TV title to Spears, whether it be TNT, TBS, whatever they go with, we'll call mm-hmm. it the TV title for now. Mm-hmm. MJF with the AEW. And then I asked you, I said, where's that Lee Wardlow? If he gets titles, it's gotta be the FTW. That's the only one left. Or if not, he's the he's the odd man out of the group and just the muscle. Yeah. But I don't know how they get there to any of those right now because they're all being held by heels. So we got a while yeah. before that's gonna happen. Oh yeah. It'll all they'll all switch to you know, face champions. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see the pinnacle go after him. Some could switch the face champions here uh, next Sunday. Yeah. We'll Good. see. We will see. So then we got uh AW women's world champion, Kurashida versus rebel with Britt Baker was a title eliminator match. That's what they were announcing or advertising as earlier this week. But then the graphic for tonight's show didn't show that. Hmm. So maybe, maybe they talked about it and I just missed it. Um, this match went how I thought it'd be, you know, Brett and Re- Brett and Rebel trying to get the upper hand and distracting the ref, hitting Sheeta with crutches, things like that. But Sheeta gets the win at the end with a hit, hitting Rebel with a knee breaker and then applying the stretch muffler and making her tap out. And after the match, Brett gets in, attacks Sheeta, brings in the title, curb stomps Sheeta on the title, picks up the title, holds it above her head, then throws it on a laid out Sheeta. And I wish they'd make that women's title a little bigger. Yes. When, when they hold it up, I really notice how small it is. It looked fantastic on Riho. <laughs> yeah, because she's she tiny. Was, yeah, she was 90 pounds soaking yeah. wet or something like yeah. that. And like four foot five. So it looked huge on her. Mm-hmm. But then you get, you know, Sheeta or Brit and or even Nyla. And it just looks like a child's toy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I doubt they do a redesign of it anytime soon, but they should. No, uh, but I mean, well, never mind. I was going to say if Britt wins it, she'd be the first heel, but Nyla was heel when she held it. So, never yeah, mind. she's had twice. Yeah. So, 
Yep. I don't know. Maybe Britt says, as a dentist, I need something that's uh, a little flashier. Yeah, she could. With she the could. move to TBS, maybe they'll do it. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be interesting, too. And, and one thing I didn't speak of earlier in the move to TBS is, you know, like the video game they're producing, now they're going to have to incorporate TN, TBS. And, and that's probably an easy switch. Just change a lot of TNT things to TBS. But yeah. a lot of these, a lot of the merch they've come out with that has TNT on it now can be collector's items going forward. Even yep. the action figures that have come out, they all have TNT on the box in the back. Yep. Or the yep. Cody TNT champion chip. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of just today's news made those worth more money probably in the, in the long scheme of things. But yeah, I was trying to see if my shirt had anything on it, but I don't think it does. No, I don't think too many of the shirts have anything about TNT, but a lot of like the the memorabilia and the, and the action figures and stuff do. So and uh, some of their special dynamites, I think, ha- t-shirts have uh, the TNT logo on it too. Well, so well, even think about the name Dynamite TNT yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. So That's why they went with dynamite. They yep. even said that early on. They yep. went dynamite because they were on TNT. Yeah. So, so a lot of, a lot of switching going on for a young company, but I think we can safely say TBS will be the home for a while. Yes. Yes. Of course, TNT is now going to have to redo their uh, one commercial that talks about TNT being that it starts off with Cody Rhodes going, let's go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, and like I said, they'll still have their super card specials. Once a quarter on TNT, but it's uh, yeah, they're gonna. Have, that's why it's a good thing they have six months to prepare all their marketing, and everything for this. And it, I'm it's sure be, they're already preparing. I'm sure they've been for a little while. This was, yep. even though it was announced today, it was, uh, it was probably in the works for longer than we realize. So I just thought of a question, and I want your opinion on this. Okay. Does Miro debut the new TV title? Well, I, don't that long. I don't think he holds it that long. I don't think he holds it that long. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this build. I mean, you can make a case he'll lose the next Sunday, but I don't think wow. so, but you could make a case that he could. He'd be the shortest champion in history. I know. <laughs> I don't. We'll, we'll save our predictions for next week, but, yep. but we do know the whole card. So Yes. Uh, I did like how they did this. They showed last week Kenny Omega. Don Callis wanted to talk with Orange Cassidy in the trainer's room. They asked the best friends and Chris Statlander to head out after Statlander had a stare down with Omega. I thought that was funny. Uh, they're both talking to Cassidy about him getting knocked out in the match gets packed. Omega says they care about casting. They need him to be the mascot of AEW, but not really a main eventer. Kenny says he's speaking as an EVP and wants to protect him. Callis says they have a simple legal document that they uh, that they are uh, injured and can't work a double or nothing, but they uh, will still get a future title shot. Cassie takes the paper and slowly rips it in half. Omega that goes, was the slowest <laughs> rip in history. Omega, you didn't even read it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Omega then tries to talk to him, performer to performer, says he could injure and in Cassie's career, even in his life. It would be terrible if any of that happened. Callison gives him another copy and tells him to hold on to it and think things over. They head off and remind him that his, remind him that his future is bright. Yeah, and right afterwards we got the <laughs> um, shot of the three-way man or the three-way match at double or nothing for the AEW title. So I don't think he, uh, I don't think he signed it. 
No, even though they said next week, find out if he signed, is gonna sign it or not. They said that at the end of the, end of the show tonight, but yeah. not gonna happen. No. Um, do you have an update on Don Callis' involvement with Impact? This also comes from Fightful Select. Yes. Um, they noted over the weekend that talent told them they were on their impression that Don Callis would likely not be in the position of power any longer at Impact Wrestling, and he was mo- removed as a VP from Anthem Sports and Entertainment site. In an update, Fightful was informed that Callis was only at the first day of the recent Impact Wrestling tapings and that we wasn't seen again for the remaining three days. They're told that was also the case of for Kenny Omega in that Impact filmed the content they needed for Callis and Omega and both le- left the tapings. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, I'd like to say this is shocking, but Really, it's not because Impact's the only one that talks about Kenny Omega and Don Callis and Kenny being the Impact champion. It's never mentioned on AEW. Right. We've talked about this for the whole time, pretty much. Right. It's uh, Impact's not really getting their fair share, even though they're doing like the best pay-per-view buys they've done in a decade and, and stuff, but they're not really getting yeah. their fair share of this. No, no, they're not. And I feel bad for them. I mean... But uh, that just means to me, Callus is going to be all elite soon. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, that that's scary. I think he can bring a lot of positivity <laughs> to the company backstage, but oh yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. It, it's interesting though. Yeah, uh, all of a sudden we got Omega and Moose for the Impact title in June. Omega and Andrade for the AAA. Then presuming Orange accepts and doesn't sign the contract. He's got to have triple threat, double or nothing. Be interesting to see if uh, Kenny comes away with all these, because I think a lot of fans forget he's got to lose each title one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to go into a match and drop all these titles all at once. Doesn't so, look like it. I think he loses the AAA, though. Andrade's going to be the champ. Even though AEW did file for a trademark called Battle of the Belts or Battle for the Belts. Mm. But that could be something with Omega and another promotion, or it could just be a show idea like Clash of Champions. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're working harder with the uh, New Japan side of things now than Impact. Could be. Could be. It's Time will tell. Time will yep. tell. So, you know, I, I know I'm plugging it, but uh, again, but once again, uh, Mr. Warren Hayes had a really good prediction of where he sees this whole Omega Bell Collector storyline going. He laid it out in storyboard fashion and it, it blew my prediction away. So, <laughs> so check that out. Wow. Okay. Um, and of course he, he follows new Japan wrestling a lot closer than I do. So. Right. Yeah. I don't follow it hardly at all. We then see the inner circle heading out to the ring. Ortiz is on the mic. He says, plain and simple. I want to fight. Sammy, Sammy agrees. Says this battle will never end between the two groups as long as they're both in AEW. He calls the pinnacle a bunch of clowns, and everybody already knows his answer for the match. Then we see good old Jake Hager, the best promo in the biz, uh, gets on the mic, says they don't have a choice because they have said since the beginning they are the baddest. If they don't accept, they're just like pinnacle cowards. Jericho takes over and says, ultimately, what he heard loud and clear is if they accept the challenge, they also have to accept the possibility of them breaking up for good. If they lose, Jericho says he wonders if it's worth it. He wonders if blood and guts was worth it. Uh, Putting his uh, family, you know, 
their worries wasn't worth it. Um, they gave up pieces of themselves that they won't get back. He brings up his banged elbow and how to heal, but it won't heal. MJF throwing him off the top of the cage, blah, blah, blah. That's when he talked about falling for hours and hours, almost hitting his head on the backstage and all that. Um, but he said it was worth it because MJF has given them the fire and inspiration to come back and beat their asses. The group says yes to the challenge. Jericho notes Santana will be back next week. Hell is coming for you, Pinnacle. Yeah. Um, don't have Jake Hager on the mic. Good Lord. I mean, yeah. I know why they did. Because uh, normally Santana would have been there to do that side, but they needed that extra person. So it kind of fell on Jake. But uh. You know, one thing about Hager that bothered me tonight was when Jericho's talking, to the camera, Ortiz and Sammy looks at that camera. Hager's still looking at the hard mic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's meant supposed to do that as part of his character, but it would have been nice if he just glanced over too and looked in the same direction as everybody else. I think that's his character because thinking back through this, he's always just stood him and Wardlow kind of stand and just stare yeah. straight. Wardlow, um, as in the pinnacle at least, um, started following the camera as well. Yeah. But I just, I don't think they're ever going to have Jake look away from that hard camera as long as it's there. Maybe he, no offense to the man, maybe he can't remember where, you know, where he needs to look. So he just looks ahead. So he knows he's at least at a camera. Yeah. Could be. It just, it just really bugged me tonight. But, but as often with their tape episodes, I didn't have any production flaws that bugged me tonight. So no, Nope. Which should be the case with a taped episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't see uh, Tony Giovanni talking about Jade Cargill. Imagine that. About yeah. uh, if she made any decisions about who she wants to work with. Cargill says she's not working for anyone. Then we see good old silver balls Mark Sterling show up again and says he doesn't want Cargill to work for him. He wants to work for her. Cargill didn't appreciate him showing up there in an interview. Tells him to bounce. She'll think about his offer, though, as he leaves. Exactly. I gotta think. I gotta think. There's something there because this is like three weeks in a row we've seen him, seen him appear on on AEW. So, and she seemed interested this week. Yeah, when he said it's Team Jade, mm-hmm. something I don't know. Just kind of her facial expression changed a little bit. Kind of a we're gonna go this way, but we're not gonna tell you yet. I'm glad we're gonna get her in action next week, even though it'll probably be a squash win for her because we haven't seen her in a match in a little while. Yeah, I know. I was sitting there thinking, uh, you know, they said tonight Red Velvet's 10 out of before her match. Uh, she had won 10 out of her last 11 matches. Yeah, 15 and 2 record going into the night. Yeah. And and she was facing Serena D, but it was great to see her back in action. Um, and this was for the NWA Women's World Championship. First time we've seen that. Since Deeb's been hurt for a while, but before she got hurt, it seemed like every week we were seeing the NWA World's Championship uh, being uh, fought for on, on Dynamite. Yeah, but this was a really fun match. I thought both women looked great. Oh, Deeb was really laying it in hard to start the match. Um, but Red Velvet looks better and better every time I see her in the ring. Yes, um, keeping her on dark and elevation has done wonders for her. Uh, you know, she's got fans. Um, she's been over with the folks that watch Dark and Elevation. And she's finally continuing that 
into dynamite. It's like she's shaking those cobwebs, that fear off of her finally for dynamite. Yep. Yep. It it will be interesting. Even next Sunday come double or nothing capacity to see if anybody's got the jitters with full capacity. I'm wrestling full capacity for the first time since early March of last year. And then when they get back to road in July, some of these performers have never wrestled for AW outside of dailies. So they have no, I mean, there's going to be whole different expectations and, and nerves going. Yeah. Uh, some of these folks haven't um, wrestled in front of more than, you know, a yep. hundred people. Mm-hmm. Or so. I guess they've had what, about a thousand well, in there for a while now. So. Yeah, but I mean, how many of those are there for dark? How many of those are actually there for elevation? Not many at all. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. it'll be interesting to see how all that works out when they get back on the road too, because uh, tape shows there'll be a few tape next month and in June, but after that, it's going to be a lot of live. As far as Dynamite's concerned, I'm not sure about the other shows. I'm not even sure. I'm assuming Rampage will be a live one-hour show uh, on Friday nights no. at 10. No, it's not uh, going to. It, from one of the things I read, it will mostly be pre-taped. Hmm, interesting. I think it's... Well, it makes more question. makes most sense than to tape it before or, after, or probably after Dynamite the same night. But, man, that makes it for a, a long night for that crowd. But... I guess Raw is three hours, so what am I talking about? Okay. Uh, yeah, good match here. Towards the end of the match, Serena Deep tries for the figure four, gets rolled up for a two count. Uh, Red Velvet um, hits a kick, hits the ropes. Uh, Deep hits a chop block, jams Red Velvet's knee into the mat, and then she gets the Serenity lock locked in, and Red Velvet has no other option except to tap out. Yeah. Uh, again, they both looked absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. in this match. Uh, a tap out was the way it needed to go. Yep. I mean, don't don't pin her. Yep. Let her submit. Sometimes it can be hard to come back from a tap out, but oh well, yep. she'll be fine. Let's see. Backstage, Alex Marvez with Pack, who is not happy about missing out on the opportunities. Pack says uh, he has had he has his match now, and there's nothing that Lee can do about it. Yes, Marvez, uh, what fool would bet against him? I, I wouldn't if I didn't have so much faith in Omega. Yeah, exactly. I said, I'll, I'll bet against him for next Sunday right now. I think he's eating a pen. <laughs> if it was anybody other than Omega, I would be pulling for Pac. Yeah, he's uh, no one doubt. of the best in the world, that's for sure. But I'm telling you, Paul, I'm getting goosebumps thinking that pop Cassie's got to get next Ooh. week when he comes out. It might yeah. be the last of the night. Yeah, I mean, he is the fan favorite. No, Darby, question. Darby and Sting will get quite a pop too, especially since yes. that's not going to be cinematic. So yes. I, I just think the crowd's going to be they'll be on fire next Sunday. I mean, it's going to be like the crowd at WrestleMania was just into everything, just because it's so excited to be back at a live wrestling event. So, yep. We then saw Austin Gunn with Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson against Anthony Gogo with the Factory. Uh, match went like we thought. Okay, Gogo won yet again uh, via ref stoppage after he hit uh, Austin Gunn with three big, three. big punches, and and Austin Gunn was bleeding from his mouth. Yeah, that's 
that is how you show off the power of that move. Have gun bleed. I mean, oh, they're building a go go the right way, but I still am not really digging the storyline. No, you're not. And I'm I not. You weren't. I'm not. But I'm I not. have. I have a thought on that. Okay. Okay. So me out on this. Okay. We talked about it being a civil war in the Nightmare Family. Yeah. Before they split off to become the factory. Correct. America split off from England because they didn't like what they were doing. Yeah. I think that's more where we're going versus this evil United Kingdom country thing. Except the promo, Gogo Cut the Internet in Dark was all about hating America. Well, which they should have played that um, promo tonight. That was a promo that should have been on Dynamite. That's one thing that frustrates me. They do some good stuff on Dark. It's like, that's what Dynamite's been missing. Something like that that explains the story. Because I yes. still don't think there's enough chunk of the audience that watches all shows because it's just too much. Exactly. Um, I know I don't. No, I, I have. I thought I'd watch a bunch of Elevation, to be honest. I haven't watched much of it at all. No. Just uh, which is great. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You got so many options, so many promotions and organizations to watch, but it's also you gotta limit yourself a little bit or you're gonna get burnt out pretty quick. Yes. And uh that's one thing that uh I've decided to stay away from the YouTube ones because I don't want to get burnt out. Yep. Post match saw Cody jump in the ring to check on Austin Gunn. Gogo grabs the American flag that Cody brought in. Thought he was gonna spit on it. I was kind of actually hoping he'd do something to make the crowd get really mad at him. But he tosses it in the air and Cody grabs it. All the refs come out to the ring and uh two guys get separated. Next week they're gonna have a weigh in. So I'm trying everything to make it look like a big fight fill, but um I'm not really digging it. And you know I'm a big Cody fan, but I'm just not really digging the match. But Right. This is what it is. And um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not behind a go-go yet. Yeah. It's taken me a little longer than I anticipated to get behind a go-go. I got to gotta say. Well, they hyped him up quite a bit when they signed him. And then you forgot about him because they kept him off TV for so long. Yes. But they're definitely building, building him to look powerful so far. But um, chances Cody bleeds next Sunday. <laughs> Cody's wrestling. <laughs> Cody bleeds. Oh, he's he's got to bleed big time. I don't know if it's going to be internally coming up or just or just on his head, but he's going to get busted open somewhere somehow. He'll bleed. Yep. Even if he's not dream. supposed to, he'll bleed. The American Dream will be wearing a crimson mask or crimson something or other. Now, is he going to come out with black tights with yellow polka dots? That's a good question. He'll do something. I don't know what it is. He'll have some homage to his dad. Maybe the boots. Um, but he'll do something. Yeah, because uh, from everything I've heard, they still don't have the rights to play the music. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see if he's going to be written off for a while. You should. I don't know. I thought my well. We'll talk about Moxie Kingston then in the show. I got a good thought about that too. So, um, Marvez then talks with Christopher Daniels, Frank Kazarian after after they had a disband. Marvez asks Daniels about his tweet, saying he might be done in the ring. 
Uh, Daniels doesn't want to say anything, but he just shakes Kaz's hand and says something to him. Kazarian says he doesn't have enough time to talk about how much Daniels means to him. Kazarian says Daniels may or may not be done, but Kazarian's moving forward. He has lost something last week that he's going to hunt down every member of the elite for what they did to him. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, that was that. I was kind of hoping there'd be a do you somewhere just to pay homage to SCU. Yeah, I, but I, I do think SU is done. I don't think we're going to, yeah. and I hope they are. I don't like when companies have the breakup angle and then they get back together and where somebody retires and later, comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, yeah, Frankie definitely reinventing himself already this week. You Which, know, I was with it being taped. I mean, that was within hours of the match. I was wondering where the Good Brothers were tonight. Then I figured it out. Oh, I figured out. I figured out where Doc was. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if you if you can put two and two together here. What's the date today? The nineteenth. May nineteenth. I'm missing something. I think he was going around being imposter king. Ooh. Remember that Ooh. whole storyline? May 19th. Yes. You know, evil. And he was the imposter king, king versus king. Yeah. I remember that now. I think he's walking around somewhere as an imposter king tonight. That's why he wasn't <laughs> there. Probably. He was probably uh, being king on another company. <laughs> <laughs> we we see the new TNT champion Miro heading out to the arena to talk for the talk to the crowd for the first time since winning the title last week. Gets in the arena, thanks Jesus Christ for protecting him, giving him strength and power, defeated everyone. Everyone, Miro uh, took what Darby Allen said could not be taken. Miro says now everybody knows it doesn't matter if you're the baddest on the earth or the most popular thing in AW. If he wants it, it's done. Miro says he forgives Allen and says all he has to do is go go home and make more of his college student videos. We want Darby chance come from the crowd. Merrill holds up the title and says, there's your Darby next Friday's dynamite. Merrill will defend the title, which we end up, uh, find out it's going to be one of the Martin brothers of top flight. Dante, I believe the younger one, the non-injured one. It is Dante. Yep. Dante. Um, we didn't see Lance Archer come out to a pretty big pop. He tells Merrill to shut up. He says he's been the monster here a lot longer than Miro has. He says he can't wait for double or nothing. And when he takes the title, makes Miro his Bulgarian bitch. thought that was a nice little line. Miro says the difference between them is an old man doesn't hold him back. When he wants something, he just takes it. He tells Jake to stay away so there's not enough yoga in the world to repair his body if he gets close to him. He says uh, Archer always says everyone dies, and it's true, but Miro insists Archer dies first. I'm excited for this match. I am too, but... Again, it's one of those matches where you announce the titles on the line and then don't say if he doesn't lose it next week. You're right. I I don't know why I don't know why they just don't do a non-title match. I don't know why it's copy for the title because he's not going to lose it. Uh, I think cuz it's TNT and it's the TNT title. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Just my opinion. I think yeah. Darby was doing it the right way, and I hope Miro continues it um, being the main event. Having the TNT Championship defended on the main event of Dynamite, to me, was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It was. I think. I think they got some backlash. I don't know. It was from just the fans or the comp or TNT or what. But you know, Darby went for a while not defending it, and then it was like eight hundred weeks in a row he did. So <laughs> nine. Um, uh, Dynamite is next Friday night, special night at ten p.m. Eastern time, like we talked about at the beginning of the show. It is going to be live. They announced tonight. Yep. We're going to see Miro defend his TNT Championship against Dante Martin, like we just talked about. Going to see Joey Janela versus Hangman Page rematch from a match a couple years ago. Um, Anthony Gogo and Cody Rhodes way in. Jay Cargill's issued an open challenge. We're going to see a celebration of the Inner Circle moments uh, throughout the history of the Inner Circle. We're going to see Evil Uno and Stu Grayson versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Going to see Darby Allen with Sting versus Cesar Bononi with Ryan Nemeth. The one-year anniversary of Akara Shida as the AEW Women's World Champion. And Orange Cassie will respond to Kenny Omega's offer to defend his title shot. We then yeah. see a graphic at Double or Nothing. Steen and Darby Allen will be against Scorpio Sky and All Ego Ethan Page. Um, next Friday's Dynamite will also have a special announcement for the buy-in match. Yeah, and uh, I noticed in the graphic for the Battle Royale, there's only one special guest appearance which i like i like yeah. that um and we can make our prediction who we think that might be next week but here are the entrants so far announced for that match jungle boy who we haven't seen on tv since he lost the his opportunity to tnt title jungle boy Cole cabana both um or uh, anthony bowens zay cassidy matt seidel christian cage um nick camarado Lee Johnson, Dustin Rhodes, 10, Brian Pillman Jr., QT Marshall, Matt Hardy, uh, Pinta L0M, uh, Anthony Bowens, um, Mark Quinn, Powerhouse Hobbs, Griff Garrison, um, Evil Uno, and I believe that's Stu Grayson. And then the mystery opponents and uh, Paul White will be special commentator. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, he's got they mentioned it and, you know, he's got a lot of experience with battle royals and battle royale, however you want to say mm-hmm. it. Uh, so getting his on commentary will be great for that match. I was kind of hoping he might be the surprise entrance. Well, that would have been I fun. Don't, yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's time for him to get in the ring yet. Yeah. It'll have to be the right person for the right reason. And they might have cooled down on that, you know, in the press reliefs. I know it originally said in ring, out rate, but somebody asked Tony Schiavone about that on one of the post um, AEW Dynamite shows on Facebook. And he said, like, never say never or something about him yeah. getting in the ring. So I'm like, oh, maybe they've cooled off on that idea. Yeah, I think it'll happen. It's just a matter of time. They want to yep. make it the right opponent. Yeah. It'll be interesting who the surprise will be. I think we can safely say that the, the surprise will be somebody from outside the company coming in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I also saw something interesting speaking of uh, debuts, so to speak. Uh, somebody said on Twitter tonight that uh, Jade's manager when she finally picks one will be a debut it will be somebody new to the company hmm interesting we will find out hopefully sooner than later so 
<laughs> Shaq. Yeah, he, he left that uh, ambulance, so he went somewhere. It's got to yeah. come back eventually. Yeah. So the Young Bucks come out with Don Callis uh, and, and um, defend their title, tag team titles against the Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart. Um, fun match. Fun main event. Um, went exactly how I thought it would go. Um, in the end, the Young Bucks retained. But not to uh, not to fault the Varsity Blondes for giving it their all. I mean, it took a couple cold sprays to the face, color distracting the ref. Um, even even Julia Hart got cold sprayed. Um, and in the match, uh, Nick Jackson was holding Griff outside the ring. Uh, super kicked him, I believe. Uh, Matt dropped Pillman and, and applied the sharpshooter again. Nick got rid of Garrison and hit a face buster on Pillman, and Pillman Pillman had no no um, other options to tap out at that point. Yeah, yeah. Again, I I just hope they're not now into a phase of having everybody tap out. Yeah, it's uh, hey, it beats the <laughs> beats the roll up for me. It does, but uh, yeah, the champions seem to be getting a lot of tap outs here lately, so. Posting it match, we saw the Bucks posing with their titles and celebrating. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston get in the ring. Callis and Cutler bail right away. Callis was hilarious as he ran out of the ring. Um, Kingston and Moxley swing away on the Bucks. Uh, Kingston's biting Nick in the face. Moxley puts Matt to sleep, as does Kingston and Nick. The Bucks are out. Both Moxley and uh, Kingston decide to steal the Jacksons' ten thousand dollar pairs of Jordan Dior's. And steal her socks too for some reason. Uh, commentary announces then that it will be Moxley and Kingston versus the Bucks for the titles of Double or Nothing. And the show yes. goes off the air. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this was the comment that Excalibur made at the beginning of the match. The walking urinal Don Callis joins us on commentary. <laughs> yeah, they, they're not a fan of good old uh, Uncle Creepy Don. No, no, they're not. And Excalibur has something different to call him every week. Yep. And yep. it's just great. It's like they just say Excalibur here, call Don something different every week. We don't care what it is as long as we don't have to censor you when you say it. So I like that Kingston and Mox are getting the title shots. I think it's the right move. But here's my it question is. I have for you. Okay. If the big boom to end revolution would have went off like it was supposed to and it wasn't sparklers, do we see Kingston and Moxley where they are right now? No. Or was this all just a big audible? This was a big audible due to the failure of the sparklers. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we were talking about Cody going off TV soon. You'd think Moxley would be going off TV soon, but he's in action almost every week. So I don't know if he will be going anywhere. And when he's not on Dynamite, Dark, or Elevation, he's doing indie shows. And if they win the tag titles, he won't be going anywhere. No. No, uh, I don't know. Unless he drops it pretty quick, which would yeah. be shocking, but it keeps keeps me guessing because I I don't know. That's one I'm gonna have to think about. We'll make our predictions next week. I'm gonna have to think about it because we know the card, but I still think we save our predictions for next week. We don't make them tonight. Oh, absolutely. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I gotta think some over because there's some that are I think pretty easy to predict right now. Others not so much. Oh yeah, there's. Um, there's two that I'm uh, extremely confident in, and then there's 
one or two that I'm just like, look, this could go either way. Ooh, I just had an idea for the buy-in match. Okay. Dustin versus QT bull rope. But that would knock them out of the battle royale. Oh, you're right. They're already in that. Yep. Never mind. <laughs> I'm editing that out of the episode. In <laughs> uh, a bull rope match, shouldn't be the buy-in part of the buy-in. But I was thinking, no. you know, the American Dream it thing with Cody and Dusty, soon. and somebody to get busted open big time in the bull rope match. That needs to be on the on the pay-per-view itself. So, yeah, buy-in. I have no idea. Maybe another women's match of some sort. Yeah. To do something. There's a lot of talent. Uh, number one for contender for the uh, women's title. Yeah, there's a lot of talent that hasn't been on TV for a while. So, yep. Yeah, we'll see what else. happens. But uh, we got to be back uh, live next Friday night, late night. Yep. Paul, is that the plan? Yeah. So uh, midnight, approximately <laughs> midnight, technically early Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, we'll be coming to you live. We'll be coming to you live, and then. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it more, but potentially right after Double or Nothing, we might have a show. So since yeah, it's a so long weekend, we'll talk about that. But uh, be on the lookout for the episode, uh, dropping the interview, I should say, with Mr. Warren Hayes. Like I said, that'll either be dropping Friday or I'll say Friday or Monday. I'm not sure yet. Um, okay. And then please go check out the interview with Keith Elliott Greenberg. Um, we talked about his, his latest release of Too Sweet Inside the indie wrestling revolution and go buy yourself a copy. You can get them at, you can get them on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you can find books, you can find that book. So uh, that's all I got tonight, Paul, but I will let you wrap us up and give any final thoughts you might have. Well, uh, before I do, I have a question. Okay. Final grade for the show. Oh, see, I'm getting ahead of myself. I didn't have – I'm going to give you a number out of 10. I'm not doing a grade. Yes. I'm doing a number. Right, yeah, number. Yeah, I'll give you my wrestler too. But scale 1 to 10 last week, I think I gave it a 7. Mm-hmm. I'll give this week an 8. Okay. Okay. I'm going uh, 7. I was okay. in 6 last week. Um, it is better. Mm-hmm. Uh it was taped, so it was kind mm-hmm. of follow up anyway. Uh, I just, I don't know, something. There were just a couple mm-hmm. things that rubbed me the wrong way. Sure, I think it'll get up to a nine soon. Well, it's tough when we get this close to a big anticipated pay per view. Yeah. Too, it's like, all right, we know the card now. Let's just get to it. And um, I mean, next Friday night will be tough because it's like, oh, we're so close. Um. And we'll be exhausted by the time it airs. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, it's going to be a long, long weekend next weekend of AEW, but, but it'll be fun. It'll yeah. Good thing it's a holiday weekend. That's that's for sure. Um, uh, wrestler of the week. I'll let you go first. Christian Cage. Um, great opening match. He made Seidel look strong, which nobody seems to do anymore. And I like there at the end, him picking him up and showing the respect. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Interested to see who you pick. I'm going to go Serena Deeb. Okay. Good like hard fuck. Uh, Wednesday night, arguably the match of the night over, yeah. over Red Velvet. 
great return to in-ring yep. action. I almost went Sheeta because that might be the last time I can say that for a while, but cause she had overcome a lot of uh, shenanigans. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a um, tough one to to pick this week. I'm going to ask you one prediction, and it's okay. not for double or nothing. I uh, asked you this during the show, during the pinnacle segment. MJF is currently the dynamite. I'm in winner. Yes. Who do you think the next one is? Uh, that's a good question because I could honestly see the the douchebag winning it again for the third time. But uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it seems just like a heel, a heel uh, thing to have. But it also would be nice to see a babyface have it because MJF's won the first two. Um, yeah. and I'm trying to think of younger guys that could really use it or somebody that could just use a. I don't want to call it a prop, but uh, it's kind of like kinda the, what it turned into. Kind of like the Money in the Bank briefcase, but it doesn't have any value to it. Really, it's just yeah. it's a ring to get away. It as a weapon. That's why I'm thinking heels. Okay, okay, I got one. Max Caster. <laughs> okay, he could wear it with his other bling during the raps. Yep. Use it instead of a stereo. Yep. How about you? That's who I was going to go oh, with, really? with, Max Caster. Okay. Keeping if it a heel, and it matches his current attire. Okay, so let's go. Let's flip it and say babyface. Got to go with babyface. Ooh, someone who needs it. Well, see, in my opinion, MJF didn't need it when he won it. Yeah. Um, if we went babyface, Jungle Boy. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Darby's above it. Or not above it because MGF's right bigger star than, but um, it, I could say somebody from the inner circle if they break up. See, um, I was thinking Sammy, but even Hager, I, Hager, something like that ooh, might be fine on him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He he's the one I think he doesn't wrestle be, enough though. He's gonna be the outcast when they, that group breaks up, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. He's who's he got Miro. Wardlow, Caster, or not Caster, uh, Archer. Hobbs, Cage. Hobbs, yeah. I mean, that's it. He's got 10 guys yeah, no. max that really would be a challenge for him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, the more I think about this, think that Diamond Reigns a, a heel prop. But that's I, a good question. I, I, I hadn't thought of that. And, well, I mean, I even thought about it. For the past hour and a half, and that's the best I can come up with. I that's a good well, one. They don't do anything with it anymore. I mean, yeah. when Cody really announced this up. thing, it was like it was the you know, yeah, the secondary belt. Yeah, because it was the next biggest thing at the time, and yeah. the company was brand new, and yeah, it was. I don't know if they different. would do it. I don't know if they'd do that if they could do it over again. But. Right, and I mean. He does use it on matches. Yes, but that's it. Yeah. That's really the only way you hear about it is somebody on commentary going, oh, and he's got the dynamite diamond. Yeah. There should have been something else attached to it. You know, you made a little merch off of it, but that's about it. You had to defend it at a pay-per-view or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, 
don't scold me for saying this. It kind of reminds me of the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. No, I'm, yeah, that's 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 a fine comparison. I mean, you win it, you think that guy's gonna get the big push, and he doesn't really get a push. At least MJF got his push, right? So, and that I think that's why he won it the second time. Uh, COVID. <laughs> yeah. And so they just felt it was right to keep it on him, let him continue building that steam till the fans came back. Yep, and we're getting close uh, next next Sunday, full capacity. It'll be interesting though. After that, the remaining shows at Dailies, I get the sense they're still not going to be full capacity after no. that. No, no, uh, I could be wrong, but some of the um, traveling shows still won't be. They're still going to have sections blocked off and seats blocked off. and Well, and those you know. venues are small to where, and for TV tapings like we saw in Indianapolis in 2018, you can't have it full capacity. You have to have some of it no. taped off for, for TV. So I think I think the sales are going pretty good on everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, people are already starting to ask, you know, Hey, what's, what's my early access code for the show yeah. that's going to take place in October. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and ticket sales, I think for everything might be a little slow. Um, not just wrestling, but yeah. for all events, some people are still a little hesitant about going out in, in groups and everything. It, it's going to take a little time for everybody to get used to everything, but that's fine. And AEW paying homage to that tonight with the waiter during the pinnacle segment. Yeah. Wearing a mask. He was. Yep. Yep. No, that still cracked me up, Spears. That that made my night. Just how he was acting and Tully throwing him the I like Tully. Tully's I like Tully. I want to see that aggression from Spears though. He needs that aggression. Yeah. He came in with it. Yep. Busted Cody's head wide open with a chair and then went soft. Uh, yeah, because I feel like he could get lost in the shuffle again. And I really if they're not careful with him because even though I think he fits the pinnacle perfectly, I think he's the weakest link of the group. Yeah. So, yep. A lot of good discussion tonight. We covered a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, I think this is probably our longest episode yet. I think so. I think so. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next Friday night, Friday night. or technically early Saturday morning yeah. to cover AW and give our predictions for Double or Nothing. Got to be fun. And then uh, we'll figure out uh, – who's going to be the next KOP predictions champion. Oh, I'm, I'm keeping the belt. That's Oh, that's, oh, oh, yeah. oh, is that? I'm, I'm very huh? confident. I just got, I got to get inside Paul's brain Oof. to figure out his strategy. And if I want to throw a risky prediction out there or not, it might come down to the ladder match again, <laughs> except I, this time there's a lot more participants than, the one at Revolution. So yeah, and I don't think I'm going to get lucky with a Scorpio Sky. I, I think I think I can. Again. I think I can confidently say that's both going to be our one pointer. <laughs> if not, if somebody's really <laughs> taking a chance. If <laughs> really thinks they got something figured out, I think that'll be you. Because <laughs> I don't have anything figured out. <laughs> I don't even have at this point in time. I don't even have a good prediction for who the special one off will be. I got a couple guys in, in mind, but I'm not I'm not confident like I was with Ethan Page. So ask me in Ju- uh, ask me in July. I'll feel a little bit more confident. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I read you there. So, so. all right, Paul. Uh, if you don't have anything else, wrap us up. 
That's going to do it for me. For Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Uh, Join us again next Friday as we kick out yet another podcast.